Good morning. It is good to be gathered in God's house and to celebrate, commemorate this occasion. I'd like to start off with a story this morning. There once was a man who had a son he loved very much. He spent a lot of time together. They did everything together. Every moment the father could take his son with him, he did. So much that he took him along to work. This man was a bridge master for the railroad. So while his dad would operate the bridge, the boy would be on the bank fishing. But there was another thing the boy loved to do. He loved to sit near the tracks and watch the trains go by. And he would see people peering out of the windows. He saw people who were lonely, angry with life. He saw people who were selfish. He saw people who were hurting, addicted. Then one day, a terrible mistake led to a terrible choice. The bridge bridge master got a call from an approaching ship to raise the bridge. So he promptly triggered the big wheels and gears into action, and the drawbridge was raised. Now, when the bridge is raised, there was a red light warning approaching trains to stop because the bridge was up and it couldn't cross. But the engineer of the train that day was feeling pretty good about himself and was a little careless. Back on the bank, the boy fishing away, he saw it first. Looking down the tracks, he saw the smoke. He took a second look. Could it be? Then he heard it, the blast of the whistle. There was a train coming. He took one look at the bridge and knew the train was too close. He yelled, Dad, Dad, the train is coming. But as he looked up to where his dad should have been, he didn't see him. He was down in the mechanical room and did not hear his plea. Then he remembered, there's an emergency lever. So about this time, his dad made his way back to his post to check on things, how things were going. To his dismay, he saw the smoke of the train, and he heard the blast of the whistle. He quickly glanced at the riverbank to check on his son. He was gone. As his gaze drifted to the bridge, he saw his little boy lift the hatch to the emergency lever and attempt to push the lever down. He yelled at him to stop because he knew his little body could not handle it. But it was too late. As the boy struggled with the red piece of steel, he lost his balance and fell down between the big gears. The man cried out in despair. There was no time to run and rescue his son. He had to make a choice. Allow everyone on the train to die or sacrifice his son so that everybody may live. As his mind raced to find a solution in those last few seconds, he thought of his only son and how much he loved him. Then his mind went to the people in the train who were lonely, hurting, and he thought of their lost state. 
He put his hand on the lever, and for one last agonizing second, then he pulled the lever. He was weeping as he ran to the tracks below. The train went speeding safely by. As he crawled down into the deadly hatch, the people in the train gazed out the window, knowing nothing of the bridge master's sacrifice that day. The salvation of all required the sacrifice of one most dear. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You and I were on that train, headed toward an open bridge. A father, no, our father, had to make a decision. And with a perfect father's love, he viewed us as his children. And 2,000 years ago, he sacrificed his son for you and for me. Dear God, as we pause to recognize what you've done for us, I feel so incapable of pointing our eyes to the cross this morning. But I pray that you would be present and you would help us see the gift of your Son is here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to Galatians 4. I've entitled the message this morning, Our Wonderful Treasure. And in Galatians 4, we talk, it talks here about the Father at an appointed time sending His Son. Join with me, Galatians 4. I would like to read the first four verses at this time. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. I'm going to stop there for a moment and focus on our first point. I would like us to think about the pain, or feel the pain of the Father. Now in that story there, I don't know about you, but it makes me cry every time I think about it. Imagine the pain of the father in that moment. I think we could all feel the weight of the moment when he had to make the decision. We can relate with that. That was a human facing a very difficult situation. We have faced those. We can relate. That pales into comparison of what our Father, God, the pain that he went through. Jump back with me to creation as we think about our almighty God, ruler of the universe. It brings joy to us when we think about how he just spoke the world into existence. And as we look at the days of creation, he spoke things into existence and it was perfect. He got to the end of the week and he said, I need somebody in my image. 
So he made Adam. Oh, we smile at the thoughts of being created in the image of God. And then he gave Adam, or he gave Eve to Adam, placed him in the Garden of Eden. Oh, perfection. But as a creator, he, he wanted them to make a choice. So he gave them a choice. And they chose to be deceived. They chose to defy God's ultimate plan. And therefore, by one man, sin entered the world. You know, we as humans, when we put a lot of effort or time or energy or resources into something, we like to see the fruit of our labors. And when it is not appreciated by others, or criticized, or mocked, or things don't go well, or things don't turn out, that hurts. I think we can all look back to moments in our life where that happened. Something that didn't go right, and it hurt. Imagine God, who created the world, and says he looked down at his children and saw them make a choice to purposefully go around his plan. Can we feel the pain? We can't quite grasp the pain that he might have felt. But I hope that we can feel a little bit of that this morning. And in this story about the bridge master and his son, in a moment he had to make a decision. The thing with God, even before he created the world, he knew that man was gonna, the decision they were going to make. And he had a plan. But it was going to hurt. His son, his only son, who he lived with, was going to have to go and die and be a sacrifice for all. I can't even think of the thought of being separated from a loved one, my daughter Katora, my wife. Oh, we cringe at the thought. Can you imagine how God felt? The pain. It's because of our choice. And then we move ahead to at the appointed time. Here in Galatians, it says we were under bondage, under the elements of the world. But in the fullness of time, God had a plan. God has a timetable, a perfect timetable. And at the time appointed, he said, all right, Jesus, son, it's time to go. And we don't have any... Thing written about Jesus fighting back. He went willingly. And when Jesus went, we see some more agony. He went to the garden. And as we look through passages of his time in the garden, he wept. He wept great, he sweated great drops of blood. The agony that he faced was tremendous. Who did he do it for? You and me. And then when he went to the cross, we see here the ultimate separation that took place between God and Jesus. Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For this ultimate sacrifice to take place, God was separated from his son 
so he could be the propitiation, the sacrifice for us all. Do we feel the pain of the Father this morning? And the reason I shared that story is that would give us a human analogy to relate to. It pales in comparison to God's pain. But as we think about that bridge master making a decision, can we relate? Can we see the pain of the Father? That's my prayer this morning. There was a separation. And when we see the pain of the Father, we can then move on to see the power of the cross. Let's keep reading in Galatians 4, verse 5. Pick up at, So, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that, they were, under the, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Thinking back to the story of the bridge master, do we see the power of the moment of the son being crushed so that all the people in the train might live? It's a small very hard moment, but is so powerful because it gave life to how many more people? As we think of to the cross and think how Jesus died, isn't that powerful? One man died so that we might have life. So we can have victory. And what does this say? We are no more enslaved to the world, we're under bondage, but we are sons of God. Incredible. We are now called sons. We are called heirs. We can get something from our Father. We have an inheritance. Do we claim that? Turn with me to Romans 5. I would like to read a couple verses. So we talked about how by one man sin entered the world. In Romans 5, it talks about... The one man, sin entered the world, and it gives the comparison of by one man, freedom is one. Join with me, Romans 5, verse 12. Wherefore, has by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin? And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is a free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses also unto justification. For if by one man's offenses death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace 
and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift, came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Do we let the power of those verses sink in? Over and over again it said, by one man, it's all taken care of. That's why we're here this morning, to commemorate that. And by grace is the only reason why we are all gathered here this morning. And no matter what we face, we can be victorious. Satan tries to come into our life and discourage us and show us, Oh, Adam sinned. You're a sinner too. No, but we have grace. Jesus defeated that at the cross. That's the power of the cross, brothers and sisters. And that's what I want us to see here this morning. And do you know what? This is our treasure. That's why I entitled the message this morning, Our Wonderful Treasure. This, the power of the cross, is our treasure that we as Christians can hold to and claim. That's powerful. So we feel the pain of the Father. There's a separation. It hurts. We see the power of the cross. That separation is defeated. You with me? Do you see the power of the cross? Now, we as humans, if you're like me, we're forgetful. And we get caught up in the busyness, the moments of life. And we lose sight of the power of the cross. And that is why we need to treasure, my third point, the beauty of the bride. You see, on my phone, I have a reminders app. And when there's something to do, I try to remember to punch it in and set myself a reminder. So I do it. What for reminders are we setting up to remember this, the power of the cross, the real reason why we can live today. As we think back to the story of the train, as the train is speeding across the bridge, they knew nothing of the sacrifice of that son that day. How do we go through life? Are we oblivious to God working in and around us? Do we look for those moments where God shows himself strong? Philippians 3, 7 says, But what things are gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. What do we count worthy? What do we count gain to us? Turn with me to Luke 22. Luke 
Now, if we can imagine walking with Jesus for a little bit, coming up to the time of his experience on the cross, I imagine his heart was, was heavy. And he, he, he watched his disciples for the past couple years, and he saw how they were humans. And he wanted to put something in place to help them remember, to think back to the power of the cross. And at the last Passover, which we have here, the Last Supper with his disciples, he so vividly put something into place that we still cherish today. And in Luke 22, verse 13, he picks up. So he had sent some disciples ahead to find a place to have their last supper. And they went and found as he had said unto them. And they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourself. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And the meat of the matter. 19. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And here Jesus put a simple practice into place for his disciples to follow. To look back and commemorate the power of the cross. And we still cherish that today. Or do we cherish it? Do we anticipate it? Jesus going into this Last Supper. Now imagine the feelings that Jesus must have felt as he knew his death on the cross was coming. And in verse 15 he says, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover. Even though he knew the pain and the suffering, he desired it. Do we desire it in the busyness of our life? as we draw close to these times of communion and commemorating, do we anticipate it? So there's an anticipation that should be there, and there's a sacredness. As we take of the bread, as we take of the juice, and we think back to Jesus, his separation from God, and his death on the cross, and think of the power and the victory that is won. I pray that we can see that this morning. That's my prayer. And the reason I titled this last, the third point, Treasure the Beauty of the Bride. You see, God has so wonderfully put in place the brotherhood and the church. And through each other, the unity, the love that we hopefully see, can point us is another commemoration that we can have to point to the power of the cross. The unity and love that we can have in the body of believers should also remind us of the power of the cross and the victory that was won at Calvary. This week we have revival meetings coming up. Another thing we set in place 
to check our lives and to help us remember the real meaning, the real reason of our walk with God. So, as we move into a time of communion, let's think about that train master, the bridge master, who had to make a decision. Can we feel that pain? And and try to fathom the pain that God felt. Can we do that this morning? And then because we just fathom the pain that God felt, we see the power of the cross and the victory that was won. And because of that, We treasure. We treasure this time here this morning. We treasure the body of believers. Again, I'm going to point those home. Feel the pain of the Father. See the power of the cross. Treasure the beauty of the bride, which will bring about a commitment in our lives. I'm going to leave you with one verse. 1 John 4.9 And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. God bless you.